0: baby. All right, special episode today of the Prep Brain Podcast. I'm feeling a little nervous. I can't do my normal long-winded, you know, off the tongue, whatever it was that I used to speak about. Also, because I did that two months ago and uh, I can't even remember what I had all written down. It was when you're in prep. You know when you're in prep and you kind of get this feeling of going, wow, I can do everything. I'm on top of the world. I can just smash out things left, right and center because you're getting close to that comp and you're super productive. And I had everything all written out for me for these podcasts. And all of a sudden, prep finishes, life comes back to normal. And guess what? We're back in the normal grind of shit again. You're not feeling superhuman anymore and you're back to normal routine, which is awesome. And it's good to go through those phases. Now, I've got a very special guest on today, but he's not just going to be a guest at one time. Um, he's waving his hand. I don't know why, because no one can see you, because this isn't going up on YouTube. But he's waving his hand at the Hello. microphone Hello, anyway. <laughs> this is Alex from Sports Nutrition Australia. Now, I'm just going to preface this by saying... He's not my special co-guest producer or anything like that. He's not coming on once so that we can get a whole bunch of views or listens or anything. I work with Alex and I work with Alex because he actually originally pulled me up uh, a little while ago. I'm sure I've shared this story before um, about how I started to do a a program on prep coaching and teaching coaches how to coach. Um, And Alex was the guy that came to me and said, mate, I'm the regulatory body in Australia. You're not allowed to do that. (laughs) And and interestingly enough, we ended up collaborating and working together and he offered me a really good pathway. So since then, we've become really close friends um, and we're working together now as well. And we want to talk a little bit to you guys now uh, about the state of the online coaching industry. Because you guys have heard me talking about prep coaching and personal trainers and what your coach is like and what you're like and this and that. And probably everyone that's listening to me right now has had a coach or are a coach or are potentially wanting to be a coach at some point. And this is going to be very, very relevant for you so you can understand the pathway of what's happening in the industry right now and where you can kind of fit that into yourself and your own business or your own potential business too. So I'll let Alex take over. Now, Alex, tell us a little bit about SNA because it's your thing. I don't know this kind of shit. You just told me what to do. So <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? What, what, what's our responsibility for online coaches in this space?
1: Yeah. So, sports inter- SNA stands for Sports Interest in Australia. And so, I am not SNA. I'll just correct Kyle from that before. That was a good, <laughs> that was a good, um, good uh, abbreviation. That was a good simplification of the story as to how we got to sort of know each other and and become, um, you know, good friends and colleagues. And, um, I had more followers and he wanted to
0: pinch some. So he's like, I'm going to go down on this guy and steal. That's
1: it. I I was hosting a conference and the delegates told me I needed more uh, followers that having 200 followers was sad. So Kyle helped me. Um, It was was a win-win, right? Um, and so, uh, yeah, look, basically sports nutrition Australia is the regulatory body for standardizing what best practice is in the field of sports nutrition. And uh, to further explain what sports nutrition is, it's not just sporting performance. We're also looking at body composition changes and metabolism. It's just all the nutrition that's for the aesthetics for performance that doesn't relate to chronic disease effectively. Um, and it's not just bodybuilders so yeah.
0: I know that the people listening to this right now at this point are probably bodybuilders people if you listen to this in the next two years time if it's still going may not be and hopefully will not be just bodybuilders because although um, right now we do have a lot of aspiring online bodybuilding prep coaches or bodybuilders or fitness competitors that go on and want to start coaching people uh, SNA yeah. encompasses anyone that wants to do any type of sporting performance based nutrition and body composition for any range of clients whether it's Gem Pop or highly advanced athletes. Um, the majority of it is actually going towards gen pop. And the thing is, too. As you'd know, if you're a decent coach and if you've gone through the courses, if you've gone through the cert, if you're registered, you'll understand that bodybuilding and prepping really isn't that much different from what we do, Gen Pop. It's just the amount of time and the awareness and level that that creates um, that leads you to understanding more about how to take bodies to a certain level of composition. Um, mm. But realistically, you know, you're not going to change metabolism, you're not going to change physiology. It's all the same thing.
1: Just the level of detail that we get into sometimes is a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. And I would, you know, like... <sighs> Gen Pop's your bread and butter, right? Even like a lot of the top bodybuilding coaches to work with um, Gen Pop, but we um this this series is the SNA industry awareness series for the uh, Prep Brain podcast, right? And so Kyle and I chat fuck like weekly about stuff, and every now and then we'll have things that just sort of we see in the industry, and they'll strike a chord. Sometimes they might hit a nerve, but I'd say the majority of the time they strike a chord. and so the reason the body exists is because there's so such a lack of awareness for people who are in a billion dollar industry and they're earning good livings and they're just completely unaware of, I guess the, um, what was the, you know, the analogy I used the other day was like just the, how how shonky their foundations are within their profession, within, within their occupation and their career. Right. And so the analogy I was using was like, you know, their foundations built on a deck of cards. And so, We, the thing that struck a chord with us the most was just this, this term and this trend of online coach, right? Personal trainers 10 and 15 years ago, that, that was the thing. Like, like everyone to everyone in the industry, you were a personal trainer. And then to everyone outside of the industry, you were a personal trainer. And that, that's how you were perceived. Now we, with the rise of Instagram and social media and, you know, more and more people competing and stuff, we're seeing the rise in the self-appointed online coach, which is like this multidisciplinary multi-faceted, multi-service providing professional that really to people within the industry, you're now a coach and you're now now an online coach. And what that definition extends to really depends on how you feel about yourself. Um, You know, but what what a lot of people don't realize is like to the gen pop and to to just the population, you're just another PT. And I guess that's the first thing, right? And so, and, and the second part about this I I've sort of covered before is like right now it's like you know it's just this self-appointed thing where the sky's the limit based on how you feel about yourself at that point in time right so it's like i know my nutrition yeah i i'm i'm gonna give you a nutrition service oh you know oh wow i've realized that like it's not just your food and training that matters like i've got to coach you a mindset now as well right like i need to fix your behaviors you're, you're too negative you know you've got these limiting beliefs so i'm going to be a really good mindset coach for you now as well oh we've got to look at your blood because that's important because that's what you know the guys down practicing biosig and all this kind of stuff and they're telling them my cortisol is too high and i need to do this and you're just constantly adding tools that you're not necessarily trained uh, effectively and efficiently in how to use, but you're adding these tools to your tool belt and it's just this completely sort of unregulated patchwork quilt of a profession now.
0: He has a very, very good way of saying every week we talk about shit that triggers us (laughs) and and have a bit of a whinge and a rant to each other about it. Now, Alex made some amazing points there and something that I want to touch on here um, is with people wanting to just extend into this multifaceted approach. Now, I've been there before. I started off just doing nutrition for people. Actually, no, that's a lie. I started off doing PT and I very quickly realized that I didn't want to train people. I didn't want to be a motivator for people because I didn't want to have people coming to me so that I would be yelling at them and then they'd go and they'd fuck up afterwards and they wouldn't be able to stick to a diet. So I quickly got out of PT within like, I think I lasted. I was on the books for like six months, but I probably didn't work more than three. And then I went into nutrition. I was like, that's the path I want to go down. I want to learn more about that. And since then, I've only ever been nutrition only. I haven't given training plans to people. When I have, it's just been something that I've followed or that I've written up that I've gone hey here's something that you could try out it's not personalized for you because i don't want to do that here's something that i've done so give it a go if you want it's no different from anything that you can find on bodybuilding.com or or t nation or any of those other things like it's Mm. not anything that i've given out that i've gone this is you know my ip i couldn't care less because i've wanted to just keep that one facet now after a while, once that, I started to feel as though that wasn't enough. Yeah, I was getting great results for people and I was, you know, monitoring people's nutrition. Uh, but after a while, people would go, well, you know, why am I paying you a hundred bucks a week? Just... To, for you to tell me what to eat, like this person is giving me training as well. And this person's like there for me, they're texting them like 24 seven, like, and then it turned into, you're just not giving me enough. You don't do enough for me. And so that, that screwed with my head. That made me think that maybe I wasn't good enough. Maybe I needed to evolve. And we see all this stuff on social media now about Continually improving always learning more wanting to be better wanting to create better versions of ourselves You know, and I'm not saying any of that's wrong But when it comes to a professional sense and the way that you work You need to be very careful with bringing that stuff on and trying to make that your new identity So that you move away from whatever it is that made you you and what you're trying to do for work Working is very different You've got a scope that you need to stick to and we're really stringent on the scope that we do see to what we're allowed to do so whenever I'm going through these periods and I can remember pretty vividly going through a period where I'm just thinking, no, I'm not doing enough. Like I've got to evolve and look, yeah, businesses do need to change. They need to evolve. They need to get better, but you don't need to change the foundation of what you're doing. So I see a lot of clients and and, and this this drives me mental because I'll have people come to me and look, I know you're listening to the Prep Brain podcast, right? I'm telling you about this mental health kind of stuff. I'm not mental health coaching you. I'm just helping you see things from the way that I see things through stories. And I'm telling you things that that have happened to me, that I've experienced from people so that you can get another opinion, another view on it. But I'm never going to lead you down a path of like tapping into your inner demons and your childhood and all that kind of shit. But I
1: see... Just to add as well... Kyle, when he made the decision to go nutrition, um, it wasn't just like a a whimsical fucking decision to just, oh, yep, I don't like training. I'm going to do this. And now he's talking about nutrition. He's now doing another post-grad program in psych. uh, He's making the switch to psychology and like looking at the mental health stuff. He's made a clear decision to actually pursue and is pursuing post-grad studies in psych as well. So he's not going to be charging for like a mental health service, but he will be one of the few people with bodybuilding a very high uh, level of success in the bodybuilding arena with formal nutrition qualifications who will then have formal uh, qualifications in psych at a university level as well. And so um, he'll, he'll, he like, like he's saying, he's going to, you know, challenge your perception through stories and metaphor, but this isn't something that's been done on a whim. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, uh, there's, it's it's
0: not like i've just learned something and for myself, and have then gone and gone. Oh, I'm going to use this as a service to teach other people. So I've always been in my own lane with it. And from when I've been in those paths and, and wanting to change my direction and and thinking that I needed to do more, I thought about like how that can actually help people. Now, there's been times that I've gone through periods in my life that I've needed to improve my own self awareness, and I've needed to look at my own mental health. And that has encouraged me sometimes to reach out to other people and try to give them advice based off of my own personal healing. And that's something that happens. So Whenever you go through a rough patch, you'll, you'll realize that you can come out of it and then you might get more aware of other people when they go through these patches. but it's not your responsibility to do that at a fix set it. it's not your responsibility to put your own inner learnings and things that you 've learned about yourself and try to create a new scope of practice for you to be putting onto your clients because if you're not trained properly in that, and this is why I went to Baschu psych. If you're not trained properly in that, you can severely screw with people's lives. Like I I don't mean just with their heads. I mean like you can you can get people to leave their partners, you can break up marriages, you can get them on such a bad direction if you tap into an area that you're not trained to be doing. And that's why I don't I don't want to go down that path. But when we see people now in the online coaching space Uh, not only is it coaches saying, hey, like I can do this for you. I'm going to be a mindset coach. I'm going to do like your nutrition, I'm going to do your your training. We also have coaching institutes and coaching like bodies. I'm doing like little Things with my with my hands
1: um, there's no body yeah the institutes yeah 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 that in-
0: institutes that are teaching coaches these things that they're not even qualified in so we have institutes that teach other coaches to work on their mindset yeah. stuff and to work on these other skill sets that they, they actually aren't qualified to be doing they're not meant to be doing that kind of stuff in the first place and it just breeds this environment of people that want to be giving out the correct service because you're doing it for the right reasons. Right. When I did that, I felt like it was, it was, I was doing it because I wanted to help people. That's what we tell ourselves. But really it's more just because we're not confident in the service that we can do and the results that we can get within that service is enough for the client. So whenever we're going through these periods and realizing it right now in the state of the industry, people aren't comfortable with just doing one pathway. And if you're starting to think that you need to branch out into different areas because you need to keep up, you need to keep educating yourself and educate yourself throughout the right pathways of doing so, you know, like I, I can't stand it when I'll have clients that come on with me and I see that they just have so many issues. Like they'll have binge eating problems. They'll have all these like uh, control problems. They'll have, self-esteem problems they will have issues with their with their body image whatever it is and then they take to instagram talking about how like how they've healed themselves and how they've gotten over their problems and this used to be me and this was like how i felt about myself and now i'm going to help you do the same thing no because you actually haven't helped yourself what you guys don't see is People like Alex and I on the other end, they actually turn away these people because we go, you guys aren't ready to even embark on this journey with us yet until you fix up these problems with a trained professional that is in those areas to help you out. But they go on with someone else that's gone through these programs and then they feel as that they can then go out and help other people. And when you are trained or are going through your training properly in that kind of area, you can easily pick up and see when someone is healing or when someone's healed or when they're hurt. And most of these people are still in the process of healing um, and they constantly jump in between like hurt and healing without actually getting healed from it. And when you're in that state, trying to take on other people and giving them the advice to get through whatever dramas and struggles they're going through is very, very dangerous.
1: And it just takes the energy that you need to be using on yourself, away from yourself and puts it on them and then blah, 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 blah. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, it's a cycle, right? So the the perception of online coaching right
0: now has drastically changed and it's changed into this negative way of people wanting to keep doing more and more and more and believing that we need to, as coaches, give more to our clients. Now, like
1: the more detailed your check-in form is, the more... Like, like, oh, like, do you even online coach? Because do you even check in? You know, like how many fields, how many, how many variables are you monitoring and all this kind of stuff? And, oh, I, you know, I give them 24 seven email support and all this kind of stuff. And blah blah. blah. And honestly, I just fucking gag when I hear this stuff now, it's just, you know, like honestly, like it, it's embarrassing, you know, tr- trying to be more of what you're not to impress mm. people who, because you're not aware, you would not even be taking on if you were aware. Absolutely. And um, we, we see, we see the way that the
0: industry changes. Now part of the uh, part of one of the programs that Alex and I run together uh, is about just looking at different contraindications that happens within clients uh, going through a bodybuilding or a fitness prep. And we can see a lot of issues coming up from a psychological perspective. Um, that has been clearly outlined by research. Um, Eric Collins has a really good paper on it, which you guys can see. Um, and we can see all the issues that are present with people. Now, when you have Uh, these clients coming into you and and we've got coaches that are tracking and monitoring all these individual variables and are convincing you that it's amazing and this is the thing to do you know I've seen I've seen people uh, really loving how their coaches get them to send them photos every single day Um, or they get them to track their weight every day and they track an average for the week Um, all that really does at the end of it is completely screw you up and make you feel as though you've got no ability to to auto-regulate anything you've got no Mm -hmm. self awareness or you've got such horrible internal cues that you don't understand how to do anything for yourself after that. Uh, but we see that now these days getting pushed as like the uh, the best standard, uh, which it isn't because when you've got people on the other end of the spectrum, like myself, for example, who I barely check in with people, I'll have them send me photos when I ask them to, most of my clients will check in with me once a fortnight and that's enough. And I'll get comments from them going, this is so easy. I can't believe how great it is for me to be able to do all this without needing to feel the pressure of talking all the time, without needing to feel as though I'm reliant on you. At the end of the day, that's what we should be doing as coaches. But when you're in this environment as an online coach or as someone that has an online coach, feeling like you need to keep doing more and more and more, it's just going to end up burning the industry out
1: in general. 100%. It, um, yeah, it like... (sighs) it's not to say that those tracking things don't have a place. They do, but, um, and this, this sort of, you know, gives people a look under the hood in into the prep accreditation program that we do this 12-month practical for people who've done the cert are going on to like a grad dip or a degree pathway, um, you know, so that way they've got the theory and critical thinking skills to sort of handle all the other applied stuff. But, um, you know, those are the things that are, that they should have done in the last three years before they're prepping. That, that That's the whole thing. Like, yes, like you need a track, you need to like look at your weight every now and then, but it's, it's a journey and a process that it requires you to do that at some point to develop that quantitative literacy and understanding of your body, but it needs to be done from the right place of also helping you like qualitatively and internally learn how these things are feeling when they're happening. So that way you can then regulate things internally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. That, 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 that's sort of like one of the big things that people miss, but mate, you touched on it before, like there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of educators and blah, 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 like self-appointed educators, right? Like here's the thing, this is, this is something people need to understand. And, um, you know, you spoke about Helms before. I was in Singapore, um, you know, doing some work stuff over there and he happened to be running this um, physique, or not running, but he was presenting at this physique round table over there. Um, he's gonna send me this clip, this great clip, and it's like I've been—I I think I've been saying this to you for ages. He actually said it. He was like, "Look, presenters need to take more responsibility for who they're presenting to as well. So mm-hmm. just because you're going to—if you, you know—if you're a cert three and four, you've done your askers or you know whatever you know whatever random fitness qualification you've done—that like—and and when I say this, I, you know, I, I mean it with no offence, but this is from a perspective of like insurance liability side of things. Like it's a serial box qualification, right? If you've just, if you've got a serial box qualification, Hey, I've got them. I did my certs, right? I have serial box qualifications. As far as insurers are concerned, that's serial box qualification. You know, it's, it's not a bachelor's. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a master's and stuff, but if you're going and you're learning from Dr. So and so, or whatever it is, they have a responsibility to be telling you about the limitations that, are extended to you within your scope. They need to know the audience. And the problem one of the problems that we have at the moment is is that these presenters aren't like they're not being responsible. Mm. And so they're equipping the audience. It's like going, you know, giving a toddler a gun and being like, "Oh, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that you know they want to shoot people, that you know like they didn't know how to use it and stuff." And that's what's happening, right? Like all these subjects that people would be going through. You know, like I used to hate formal education and now I'm like, oh God, like we we all need it. Like if if we're going to excel to a certain level, there's a reason that statistical analysis is there. So you can understand numbers and then, you know, you can understand how to interpret and apply research to people correctly. There's a reason that there's 500 clinical hours in programs. You know, there's a reason why there's subjects called applied sports nutrition, applied exercise physiology. So that way you're learning where things are predominating and where they're like relevantly applied and applicable so you know like we've got these institutes and you know mentorships and internships and all this kind of stuff and it's like you know master so-and-so is doing this doctor so-and-so showing me and it's like you know hey they've got a bit of a good instagram following and you know i want some of that following so i might be able to tag them and stuff and i'm going to be using their protocols and whatnot and it's just it's just it's just again. It's like it's shitty foundations, you know. Like you're if you're if you're adding that stuff, you are doing so on a deck of cards, and you don't want to be doing that for your career.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I think we talk a lot about um, the longevity and what happens with the career. And these days, man, like I can't think of the amount of times that we've spoken about how shit scared, like you and I get sometimes when we oh, think, yeah. Oh, what's going to happen in like 10 years time. Like uh, it's every, every week I probably say, you know, Oh fuck, what am I going to do after this online coaching thing? Like what, like what's next? How do I make sure that if anything ever comes up, how am I protected? Like I have a family to look after. I've got yeah. responsibilities. Like if that goes, if anything happens that can sweep that under the rug, like how, how do I, like if you can pull it out from underneath me, what's going to happen to me? I'm always thinking about that kind of stuff. And we always talk about how these days people don't see that. Like a lot of people in our industry anyway, they're not thinking that way. They're just thinking, yeah, cool, sweet, build an image, make the money, do what I've got to do, do these programs.
1: And And the work-life balance, get paid to fucking train two hours a day and look good and, you know, like, yeah. yeah. You know, like OnlyFans is only going to be around for so long.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's only so many times that you know you can flash your tits before people get sick of it like yeah there's only there's only so many times that um
1: you can do what you're going to be currently doing there's only so many 10-week challenges you can yeah, run right exactly and like with 24 7 support and blah 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 mindset and all this kind of stuff yeah
0: Yeah. Like it's, it's great now. And in this day and age, uh, everyone has the ability to earn a lot of money really, really quickly and they can earn a name for themselves quite quickly. But trust me on this, like when that happens and it comes quickly, you better be able to have a long-term vision in place to know what you're doing and how you can sustain that and what you can do to manage it as it's progressing. Um, Eric did a, I love that post that Eric did ages ago about just like, he's so thankful that he didn't, rise to the top quickly. Like he took his time with the slow growth. And that's something that I've talked about recently about like with me, I'm like, I'm thankful that I grew quickly because it made me go, holy shit. Like it grew, it exploded and then i fell down off of it so then i've gone oh okay i now know that i don't want that anymore i want to make sure that i can do the the slow thing again but a lot of uh, a lot of people now because they're very very new to the industry they weren't around like we can mention old school bodybuilder names and stuff and they wouldn't have a clue who the fuck we're talking about and they weren't around back then and it's it's not to say like you know we're the old guys or anything like that because we're not but this day and age people aren't forward thinking enough to go well realistically, this isn't a sustainable thing unless we can make it a sustainable career pathway. And these challenges and the image that you're setting and the followers that you're gaining and all that kind of stuff, although it's great in the short term, we need to think about what you can do to actually make that applicable in the next five or 10 years time. Like, What can you have and what can you build up behind you? Because at the end of the day, there's only so many courses that you can attend. There's so many many internships you can be a part of until you end up having a plastic sleeve filled with all these fake qualifications that if shit hits the fan, and you end up getting hounded by people you're going to realize really quickly they don't mean anything and you lose what you've built up it's going to be very very
1: difficult for you to come to terms with that i think part of the reason why we're sort of like that is you know like you get a front row seat to my uh conversations with the insurers and shit (laughs) exactly like this you know and like i would say the industry prefers to bury its head in the sand like we are so similar to the supplement industry right like everyone was having to cry, oh, this is, we're so hard done by and all this kind of stuff. And then I wrote some posts being like, if you're in the fitness industry and you think what's happening to supplements with this um, reform and the government intervening and it potentially being really screwed and not fair, you know, is, is isolated only to that industry, then, you know, you got another thing coming, like this will happen to us as well. And the change is on its way. And, you know, all the people in the supplement industry were like, but oh, butthurt, you know, who I've got on social and stuff. You know, would you think this is fair if it's happening to you? And I was like, guys, it's gonna happen to us and it's if it gonna happens, happen. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 I'm sorry, like we have Ashy Binds challenges, we have keto cures cancer, we have intermittent fasting cures cancer, we have all this dumb shit. And it's like you can't we can't be saying that stuff. And like you were saying, Kyle, like you know, like people aren't like so they don't they don't have a front row seat to the claims. And just so people understand, like just when it comes to nutrition, there's two to three nutrition claims in Australia a month.
0: You yeah, know. share this stuff, man. Because I remember when you were dressed at the conference, this stuff scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so like, so I like, was like, know? I'm going to stop practicing. <laughs> I'm just going to tell people like what they're doing is good and here's like the Australian food guidelines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, like it went from like three a year to like three a month in two and a half years, you know? And like, we're, like I haven't had the update going into next year yet, but it's probably like six now. You know, like the, it's scaling massively and claims are like not a quick thing. You know, claims are a quick thing. If you wanted the big, you know, if you're owned by Quadrant Finance, you want a big gym chains. Yes, claims are quick. It's a quick settlement non-disclosure. But if you're a small person, claims are, well, you know, I feel like I've done the right thing. So I'm going to fight it. Bam. There's three to four years of your life. There's 300 grand in legal fees and half a million bucks. And if you lose it, then you then have to pay costs of the other person as well as the fees and stuff. So, you know, like these are horrible. And my thing is like, people think about me, you know, every now and then and they'll be like, Oh, this is the nutrition police or the fitness police or some shit. And it's like, no, like my, my sort of mission. And like, like my intention is to make people so aware of the worst case scenario that is actually happening to some unfortunate professionals within Australia. Okay. And, so that way they know, and then that that way they can just plan and factor it in, right? It's like, if you don't want to go and do a certificate in applied sports nutrition and be provisionally qualified for a few years and then go on and do some graduate, you know, either the, post, um, the postgraduate diploma or a relevant bachelor's, that's fine. But just know what the reality is and then use the guides, like do that stuff. Don't spend a collective $10,000 on these weekend warrior courses or these internships and all this stuff with Dr. So-and-so and, master this and blah, 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 because they've got an online following and their, you know, their research reviews are really good. Like they're useful, but if you are not registered for that service, right? Like if you're, if you're not registered with fitness Australia, you're not going to get the fitness Australia fitness professional cover. You know, like it's really simple. It's not a great cover, but it's better than nothing. If you're not registered as a sports nutritionist or a sports dietitian, and you are working with athletes and body composition and stuff, you will not get the cover. And I know a lot of people, like, I'm hearing it more and more. Oh, well, my insurance says they cover me for what I'm qualified in. Yeah. Here's the reality. Like, when you get a claim, that precision nutrition, that clean health document, that internship that you've done, and, you know, like, some of my colleagues are in, like, people that I like and really well respect and work with are a part of these internships. They get paid, you know, to be a part of it and stuff. And they will say, like, make sure you're qualified and stuff. But, like, that internship, if you're not qualified and registered, your insurance isn't covering you. like they have get out of jail free cards and you have to fight that this two day precision or, you know, this four day, um, you know, clean health, Lane Norton thing with physique coaching and stuff. It means that you know how to prep people for bodybuilding. It means that, you know, that, that, that dietitian who's going to testify and say, this is best practice in dietetics and that endocrinologist, because these are the people they get to, to provide statements for professional best practice. They're gonna say and endorse what you've done is satisfactory. And newsflash, they don't. They say you are dumb as shit and you are negligent. It's that simple. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, we need to stop burying our heads in the sand with this stuff. It like it, it, it just blows my mind because I want people to have successful, sustainable careers because people get into this for the right reasons. They just need to have the right information to be able to then make savvy decisions that served them in the long term. And to your point earlier Carl, like the crazy like you know like it, like like you said like they want the followers quickly, they want the business quickly. But if they were mindful of the repercussions and they were really focused on the longevity and sustainability of their career, they wouldn't be doing that stuff and they would see that by doing those things they're then making the industry more fragile for everyone else.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. See, like you can you can hear this bloke's passion. This is why I get so into it because when when Alex talks about uh, the industry and the state that it's in, although like initially I even thought, oh fuck, this is the industry police coming down at me. But, like he's more like the nutrition Yoda. Like <laughs> he, he knows that you've got the force, and he just teaches you how to use it. And he's like, if you fuck it up, uh, I'll be able to get you back on the right track. But. We'll just keep showing you how to use it and guide you along the way to make sure that you can do the right thing. And there's, there's so many opportunities right now for people to get strayed from the path of what they're doing that um, all you need to do is understand that there, there are... Right ways to go about things, and if you are in this for the long horn, and, and you are wanting to take this online coaching game seriously, um, there are pathways for you to be able to get your foundation set up correctly. Um, but there are also things that can happen to you along the way. Like, man, oh, like I don't even think you know this, Alex. When I when I had Riley, I deferred from Uni. I was like, fuck this, I'm not going to do it anymore. Uh, I, I know I needed like qualifications, so I did this elite health coaching certificate. It was meant to be like this six month course thing, and I did. Yeah, I, I remember you telling me something. But, yeah, it was meant to be this yeah. six month course, and I, I did in four hours and, <laughs> and I was like, sick. <laughs> like, I'm insured. <laughs> and <then> I'm like... <laughs> and I just used that from then on. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this probably doesn't mean enough yet. Like, I can understand wholeheartedly what it's like to go down that path and to think that, you know, you're covered. You know, there, there is some responsibility on, on the providers that are doing this and that are issuing these types of things out, out to us. Because um, at the end of the day, like we've all been in your position too. If you're listening to this... Like we've all been someone that 100%. the results, like we see what we're doing with our own bodies. You wouldn't be doing this if you weren't passionate about it. Like there, I, I couldn't do what Alex does for for his role with SNA because I don't have that same level of passion. Same as Alex can't do some things that I do because he doesn't have the same level of passion. The, the, the dude cannot oh, no, stand I couldn't it. think of anything
1: worse than yeah.
0: <laughs> he, he, he can't stand it, right? But I couldn't think of anything worse than having to talk to insurers and state health ombudsman's and stuff like that. right? Like. Like, I can't do that, but he's passionate about it because he understands where that comes from. So we understand it. We get it. And I don't want anyone listening to this to think that you know we're trying to be above that. Like, don't think that we, we don't understand and we haven't been there. It all comes from a place of passion, which is why we do have the ability to go towards the right direction with these things. Uh, but if you are really wanting this to be a career, you've got to align that passion with some kind of like sustainable pathway to make sure that you can keep doing this and raise your own standards without giving in to the rubbish that's getting pushed around and perpetuated within the industry.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you know, and if you like for the guys who, you know, like who have enrolled or are registered and stuff, don't sweat the people who aren't, you know, like, like, don't, it's not like, Oh, I've done the right thing. And they're not, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I fuck can- him. Who cares? <laughs> half of them don't know. Yeah. The, other half, the other half, they won't be in doing it, you know, long-term anyway. And then part of, you know, like the other part is like clients. You guys got to wise up. Like we have a registry. I'm going to repeat this. Like we have a registry on our website for everyone who's registered. The, Dietetic, the Dietitians Association of Australia have the same, right? You can find these people. So if someone claims they're a dietitian, check there. If they claim they're an accredited sports nutritionist, Look on our registry. It's that simple. If they're not there, then they're not registered. And so the consumer, you guys, you guys need to be smarter as well. Just because some guy's charismatic and he looks good or some chick looks good and has a lot of followers. Then so be it, you know, like, like you shouldn't be going with them just for that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. College just messaged me saying that we're not on the registry. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the advisory board, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. We're talking
0: about all this like qualification of where the registry body. And I'm like, oh fuck! If you guys search my name, you're not going to find it. <laughs>
1: we're on the advisory board. It's all good.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely right, Alex. Is there anything else you want to you want to conclude this one with? Because we're going to get into we're going to get into a couple more things. Um, in the next couple of podcasts i'm going to do with you but yeah
1: in the industry awareness series um
0: industry awareness series yeah
1: honestly it's just like like i guess to finish it's like you don't like like you don't just just be really self-aware like one if you're an online coach like, like what does that mean and i i hope people can be aware of almost like from from an objective perspective like like Based on the rhyming, objective.
0: Oh fuck. Every day I'm getting asked, yeah. Dad, does this rhyme? Does does Kat and Matt rhyme? I'm like, yeah, mate. Next time I'm gonna tell my five-year-old, hey, what rhymes with objective? Perspective. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from an objective perspective, dude. <laughs> um, like to people from the outside, like I don't want to take away any pride that people have in online coaching and what it is to be an online coach, but I will say that the shortcut And just the, you know, throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks approach that is happening. Like it's embarrassing, right? Like just, and just so that everyone understands from, from the gen pop externally and from everyone else looking in, you're still just a PT. So if you are an online coach and you are, you're not sure about nutrition and stuff and you want to add it in, like Just you need to decide like, do do I want to do it? Bam. Then go and become an accredited sports nutritionist if you want to, or go and become an accredited sports dietitian, right? There's something that you actually can take pride in and you can put on there and it actually means something, right? You will be endorsed by either us or the DAA or the SDA. And that's going to be a really cool thing. Otherwise, don't, don't do it. Like if you, if you don't want to study it, you know, like, and you don't want to put the work in, that's fine. Like, just do the training programs and stuff and give them the guides. Like, the guides work really, really well. People still think it's a nutritional pyramid. It's not. The guides are great. And then if you've done, you know, the accreditation stuff and you want to do these private courses for your own personal knowledge, that's cool as well. Just don't do these personal courses and these, like, weekend courses, these private things that have absolutely no bearings. Like, you know, like, I see stuff that's advertised, it's like, yes, it's insurable. It's like, and it's recognized with, like, the um integrated health society or some crap and all this kind of stuff if it doesn't have a a, like an accreditation body in the country right or in the continent so we've got sports nutrition australia there's sports nutrition new zealand there's sports nutrition asia like if you don't have that a body on like in, in your country or within your continent i'm sorry like it doesn't work that way because every country and continent has different laws and legalities around this stuff. So it's just bullshit. They're selling you the, like the amount of people we've had to come through. It have like spent twice the amount of money on this stuff. And then it's like, sorry, we won't recognize you, you know, like and we have to let them down. It, it, it's pretty surprising. We get about one to two of them a week. So, you know, like if you're going to go down the private uh, you know, Avenue do so and just know that it's for your own personal stuff, but don't expect registration, accreditation, adequate insurance for it.
0: Take, take it from the, the meathead of the duo. I don't understand any of that kind of stuff. Like it's not until Alex explains it to me that I go, oh, yeah, okay. This is real. This is serious. I now know what a regulatory body is. I know what it does. This is actually becoming an industry now that I can have a pathway in, you know, like when Alex first told me about the cert, it was something that if that was around 10 years ago, it would have been the first thing that I did. Like I would have loved to have go through something like that so much so that when he told me about it, I was like, yeah, cool, sweet. I want to do that now. Like it was just a, it was a refresher thing for me. And honestly, like when I went through it, I was like, holy shit. And I messaged him and I was like, Alex, this is just your like initial, like 16 week cert thing. And I've forgotten half this shit. Like it was, it was crazy. And he was the same. He was like, man, I know it's funny when you go back and rehash it. So the stuff that, the, the stuff that like Alex speaks about when he, when he's talking about the insurers and all this kind of stuff and, and the regulatory bodies, it's also important. And it's areas that, people like myself don't always put the time and effort into because we just want to help people. We want to coach, we want to do our practice and that's it. But it doesn't mean that we should be negligible or, or ignorant to the fact that these things exist, and especially with the growth of the industry and the growth that it's had since this online coaching boom has become a thing the last four or five years. Uh, these bodies have to happen. Um, otherwise, we have these issues and occurrences like with the TGA and the supplements when there's no regulatory body for subs, the TGA cracks the shit and goes crazy. And then we have to chase our feet to try to help out and see what's happening after that. So likewise with nutrition, these things are starting to exist. Everything's starting to grow. Things and panels are starting to get brought together it's important for us to be aware of that and to understand where the support is coming from and just what that actually means to us so if you want to take anything away from this think about like the fact that we're actually quite fortunate to have people like alex and, and the body behind everything to be able to go oh wow like we do have something to protect us we do have something to make sure that there is a standard there is a best practice there is a, a be all and end-all that we can go by to check and go okay Is this course something that I should be doing? Is this practice that my coach is giving me aligned with what we know is the standard? Uh, What is the minimum standard? If it's not coming from these guys, if it's not coming from like an official non-for-profit, which I'm sure Alex can talk to you about the difference with that later on as well. It's not coming from official like non-for-profit organization that's not selling courses to make money. It's selling courses to insure people and to make sure that there's a standard that's upheld based on the regulations from the state and and the, the national level, then because we have that things need to be reaching up and getting behind it and making sure that that's the, that's the beal and end all. So there's one thing I can take out of of all this that I want you guys to listen to. It's that there's something that we have here and it's growing and it's getting better and better. There is protection for people. There's no need to worry about, um, you know, like what may happen if you don't know enough? Like there's always a, a place that you can go down. There is a best practice. There's a pathway. It's not this course versus that course versus anything else. It's like you do your you do your certification in in the area that you want to practice in. I don't want to be a dietitian, so I'm not going to go down the path of dietetics. I'm I'm not going to try to do that. I don't want to work with chronic disease. I don't want to work with any of that kind of yeah. stuff. I don't want to work clinically. So. I'm not going to go and do that. So I'm also not going to go and put that into my practice. If there's things that you want to practice in, and most of you listening to this will be interested in body composition, then this is the pathway that eventually you should go down to be able to give best practice to your clients. And if you're a client yourself, these are the pathways that your coaches have had to have gone down in order to make sure that they're delivering you the most up-to-date and recent research uh, as also as being covered for what it is that they're actually presenting to you.
1: Yeah. And let's just, let's stop, you know, let's just make people aware. So that way this smorgasbord of just randomness and anarchy that is within our industry and coaching, you know, like we can, we can sort of be aware and start uh, improving that. So that way we can take away this negative stigma and cringeworthy stigma that is online coaching at the moment. Because I feel like (laughs) so many people within the industry, like I'm an online coach and it's like their badge of honor. And it's like, just you're just not aware of how poorly perceived that is objectively and, and, and why it is so. 100%. I think I, I
0: might even have a podcast where I've spoken about online coaching and how I feel about that when I'm telling people, like if someone asks me what my job is, I feel weird to tell them. Like before going through and doing the cert, I felt weird to say, oh, I, I don't like give people diets and stuff. <laughs> like I didn't know how to say, like especially when I'm talking to people that have no idea about fitness, I couldn't tell them what I did because it wasn't like a normal job. I was almost ashamed of it because I'm like, oh, I don't work nine to five in like everyone in Canberra is in the public service. So I'm like, I don't know how to explain to you that I sit at home on a computer assessing people's bodies and telling them to eat less or more based on what they want. <laughs> like to me, that doesn't feel like anything. Right. And so now we've got things around there that, you know, we can actually be proud of, calling ourselves a, a registered sports nutritionist we've got a, a career pathway that we know what it does what it is and how we can apply our knowledge to that uh, it just comes down to the areas that we want to focus on the areas that like we're interested in most to develop those skills and that knowledge level further so you don't need to feel as though it's something that you know you're ashamed of the online coaching space doesn't need to have a bad name it just needs to make sure that it's consistent with what's, what what services is, is being delivered by an online coach
1: Mm, that's it all right that's it for the episode one of the uh industry awareness series
0: prep right industry awareness where can we, well, we haven't even plugged anything
1: we so alex is yoda at sports nutrition uh, uh at australian of, sports nutritionist yeah yeah australian sports Instagram nutritionist. Handle. You know what i mean at the right now, i have a few more followers than
0: 200 yeah, he's 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 risen in popularity. I think he went on Fiverr and spent like ten bucks and got a shout out from India or something. So Yeah, I think I've got like um five hundred farm followers from like yeah. Pakistan or something. Yeah, you can find him on OnlyFans as well. Search Alex T. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not for profit. Um, lots, as always, lots, you know lots man. of dog photos and that my OnlyFans is all about my pups. <laughs> <laughs> if you've liked this episode, you know the drill, share it,
0: hashtag it, prep brain, peace.